you having fun just staring from across the room you've got to stretch your stuff and i'll show you just what to do now you gotta dance gotta make your advance you gotta show you've got the guts i gotta move that'll make them swoop and it's called the two-step strut now dance with me Coming soon to a theater near you, it's The Equalizers, a weekly podcast for two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film. My name is Mike Noll, and I am joined, as always, by the sequel to my prequel, Madison Jones. Madison Jones, why are you raising your phone to the microphone? Okay. That is something we share with Chris Tucker's character, not the million and a half followers, just the half follower. Yeah, the half follower. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um God, I I love this movie. I love it so much. Um and you told me uh before the show started that you do not it, you, you are not a fan. Look, um you're 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 entitled to your opinion and your view. I'm just very surprised at that, so I really want to dig into why you do not like this. One, I will say this. Legally, it is a movie. Mm-hmm. And two, legally, it is better than Valerian. Yes. Oh, for sure. Other than that, they focus on literally every aspect that I found uninteresting about this premise. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, the Bruce Willis being Bruce Willis on a like space cruise ship, chef's kiss, masterpiece. That should have been the whole fucking movie. This mm-hmm. should have been Die Hard on a space cruise. And instead it was Bruce Willis and a very old Bilbo Baggins attempting to <laughs> uh, find out that they're on the same team. Like they wanted to do a comedy of errors of the military, the religion, and then this cab driver all mm-hmm. thinking that they're like the only ones who are in on this thing and everybody's their enemy. And then whoopsie poopsie, we've all been on the same side. It turns out. And they just didn't do a very good job of that. Like, I just most of this movie baffled but meanwhile, me Gary was happening. Gary Oldman, who yeah. is a, a vanguard of the dark one, whatever that is, is uh, trying to blow up the ship. And my favorite part about it is, is that he has his whole plot through the entire movie, but they never see him or interact with him, like except for Ian Holm at the very Helm. beginning, yeah. Yeah. at the very beginning. But like Bruce Willis um bruce willis uh lee lu mm-hmm. nobody like interacts with and him see, besides seeing home the the whole bit with everybody showing up for the cruise claiming to be Cor- corbin, corbin dallas, dallas was yeah. funny like that was funny that's yeah. what i wanted i wanted that i wanted the, the the diehard action stuff and instead it was just a lot of like the ancient one is coming and we must be prepared uh hotty toddy lady Ooh. hater i know it's hater. fine like I see why people like it. It's just all the stuff I liked about the movie was all the stuff the movie was uninterested in exploring. What were the things that you liked? Or you like that you like the mix mix them up, or you didn't? Yeah, like, the like mix they them didn't. Up? I did like the mix them up, but they didn't do a good job of like making it clear what like nobody understands that they're all on the same side. Like Bruce Willis is working with both the military and the religious side. He ostensibly should understand the entire picture. And at the same point is like, Oh, got to hide everybody from her. Like he's hiding people in his bed and in the fridge. Like that's some great comedy. They just never played it as like good comedy. Yeah. Cause when cataclysm happens on a global scale, it, it people always come together and like agree with each other. And it's like, yes, let's fix this yeah. thing. I'm that's not, I'm, we're not just <laughs> We're not disagreeing. I'm saying that in, if you're going to do a whole every side thinks you're the only side working on the problem, you can't have one guy helping both of them who empirically is like, oh, I know what to do. Like he somehow is working with both of them while not understanding what they're actually talking about or doing. Yeah. It's just I, I mean, don't, it's his fine. whole his whole motivation was just helping Lilu. like that. That's that's his all his motivation wanted. was getting fucking laid. 
I don't think so. I don't. I, I don't agree with that. But like, I. I, I mean, I think he had like. Yeah, I mean, they, by the end, that had, wasn't his motivation. But no, yeah. I mean, they had a connection. He felt, and he felt like willed to protect her because, uh, or like to help her with her mission because it seemed really important mm-hmm. to her. And like all these people were taking advantage of him. Like he had been taken advantage by the government for years, right? Mm-hmm. So I like, mean, look, I'm not. You're not necessarily wrong. Doesn't mean that it's a sure. Good movie. It, it, that I mean, I we it's universally we're free accept, to have our it's, it's universally, universally accepted as a good movie, and I'm yeah, okay yeah. with that. I'm not gonna like go out in the street and petition that like the Fifth Element's bad. I've just look. I gave it two and a half stars, which to me is the definition of I have seen this movie and I have no strong feelings one way or the other, because that's the exact middle like grade of a five star like system. I'm so, probably going to watch it tonight again. Because I love this. Okay. This More is like in to my you. top. This is in my top ten. Yeah, like this is that's, probably in my. Like, and I can see why it just wasn't for me. Yeah, and that's fine. I mean, Chris Tucker was ten out of ten, and, oh, and yeah. no notes, no notes. Chris oh, Tucker. Yeah, um, I I think the notes that Chris Tucker got um, for like how to play this is like look like you're excited but also in pain. <laughs> I just imagine every take the director Luke Besson came and went. All right, Chris, bigger. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. And they do that. Take okay. Hmm. Bigger. 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 Yes. Bigger. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Yes. He was um, great. Like I loved everything with Chris Tucker in it. Like so fucking funny. Like so fucking funny. Like if nobody's seen this movie, like if for it's it is probably the best Chris Tucker performance, right? Like like mm-hmm. I, I I I mean. For people who have seen Chris Tucker, I mean, there's like Rush Hour, there's um, right. Friday and stuff like, but like, to me, this is the one that is just like, oh, yeah, like he he goes all out in this and like, it just shows that like he's commits to a role and it's like he lived in he lived in Ruby Rod, like, like, and um, I don't know, I just it's uh, he's so fucking funny in this. Um um, I, in college, I may have told this story on the podcast before, but one time in college, uh, my freshman year, my roommate, and I started some dumb joke and I just like announced that I was willing to wrestle Chris Tucker in our dorm room. And uh, so we started a yeah. Facebook page that said, if we get 1 billion likes, I will wrestle Chris Tucker in my dorm room. And some other kid at like a friend of mine at another college got like, oh, we got to make that happen. At which point this was in like 2009, there weren't even a billion people on Facebook. Like every literally every person on Facebook had to like that page and then like somehow recruit like a hundred thousand more people or something like that for it to happen. Also, Chris Tucker did not agree to it. Like, it's not like I had him on the phone of like, yeah, if you get a billion, a billion likes, I'll do this. (laughs) Like, I just announced that I would do it. Yeah. Yeah. I I love this movie. I I think it, uh, it is a, um, it is such a sort of a, not, not at like, hard parody but like just sort of like it's a like it's not poking fun but it is like a like 90s version of like an old school sci-fi movie like big sci-fi like movie where Mm -hmm. the the world is like massive and convoluted and stuff and it's just these people living in it and Mm -hmm. um there's like a prophecy uh and a woman who's grown from a tree (laughs) the remnants of a tree or something um through weird science through through weird science and stuff um there's there's a diva alien that has a whole dance um and Mm -hmm. fun fact about that is um during that scene um the audience for it actually did watch that performance and nobody knew what it was going to be Um, It was a surprise for all of them. But also about that, like the actress did perform uh, the song, but that song, uh, as it is uh, listened to in the movie, is not actually possible to do by humans like at all. Like so it is like uh, Hmm. it is like a digital song that is made like. Like it's like oh the reason why she's such a prolific singer to humans is because she can sing like nobody else basically, 
Um, and uh, so it's like a digitally altered song during the performance. Um, so fun facts. I didn't know uh, that we're doing a Madison's math facts. No. Yeah. It's a, it's a slide. It's a, it, it's more of like a Madison's flashcards. Uh, <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I, 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 I love this movie. Um, I think it is like big, like, uh, I think it's really funny. I think all the characters are iconic. Um, I think Bruce Willis, this is one of my favorite Bruce Willis movies. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's actually one of my favorite Ian Holm roles too. <laughs> like the, uh, when he, when he like sneaks on to the ship to get on the thing and then he falls out of just like a closet full of wires. Like it's uh-huh. hilarious. Like, I'm just like, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, it was fine. It just either I'm at a time of my life where I just, I'm not here for it or it just wasn't my thing. I don't know. Sure. I just didn't care for it. You don't have to like it. I know, but you do have to sequel. Like it. Oh, is it? Sequel. No, so we, we did the Turin horse at this point. Like, yeah, yeah, I can handle it. Anything. Also, really late in the episode to say this, but happy 150 ep- episode, Mike. 150 episodes, we did it. Took yeah, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Did you get the slideshow together of all the memories of all the blood, sweat? Yeah, yeah, just the slideshow of a blood of a bunch of pictures of blood, <laughs> of us bleeding, sweating, or crying while recording the episodes. It's just, it's just a yeah, it's just a, it's just pictures of our faces on Zoom, bleeding, sweating, mm-hmm. or crying. I did get the dysentery outbreak from Altogether Now. Yeah, yeah, on, yeah. From the, the eclipse of that, but. No, thank God. Thank God. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a lost. I thought that was a lost, lost clip. Um, can't wait till we start a Patreon and like we do re- all this real. We release all this behind the scenes stuff. The shit but cuts. The shit cuts. Uh, ew. <laughs> um, um, so um, I don't know if I have anything else to say about this movie. It's a, it's a delight for me. But um, mm-hmm. but you don't seem to like this movie. I like this I- movie. I hear there's well, nobody else that you, nobody else we need to hear from. We the turnaround time between Barbie Dolphin Magic and this one was a little short, and I just watched the movie the other day and didn't even think about looking for reviews until about an hour ago. So I don't have any reviews for the Fifth Element. I will say I I say it's not for me. I don't feel strongly that it's bad. I just two and a half stars. You don't have to, I, you don't have to defend. You don't have to defend no, no. your dislike. You, you, you did a whole like. I, oh, I love this movie, and you don't care for it, which isn't true. So I'm just trying to set the record straight. Different strokes for different folks, right? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, mm-hmm. I love Fifth Element. You love. Six hours later, John Tremaine. No. <laughs> you love. I don't know. What's a movie in the past that like. I mean, you, you really liked and I did not like I was just like this isn't good of extraordinary gentleman oh yeah 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 I, I mean I don't hate that movie it's just like it's kind of well, a nothing also, movie for me you're also correct that it's bad like it's bad doesn't mean I, yeah, so. I'd, I'd say like probably like probably like net like it and fifth element are probably like the same as like quality wise you know like you know like I, I don't know hmm. like probably the same I bet the budgets are pretty similar Hey, Fifth Element fans, you Madison said that, not me. I didn't draw the comparison. I mean, taking our bias out of it, I bet they're kind of they probably like have similar scores and stuff, right? Possibly. Probably not. Um, but anyway, um, yeah. So you said you had no reviews, correct? No, I didn't get anything here today. I also kind of figured finding anything usable would be a long uphill battle for a movie like The Fifth Element. Sure. All the reviews are going to be extremely positive, so I just. Didn't. I don't know. It's a weird fucking movie. Like there might seem there might be some weird weird gem somewhere out there. Um I I don't know. Um Well, do you hear it? Do you hear it coming down down the road? You got to say the words. What's that? Uh, I've missed the carnival. Also, with the the sort of delays we've had recently, I think Gargalax's kids are nearly born. Are going to be born in the next week or two. Did somebody say Gargalax's kids? Are you one of them? Jesus Christ. No. I am Gargalax's wife. Wait, this Cargama- is Cargamel? Cargamel. I didn't think this was Cargamel's voice. This is Cargamel. Cargamel never had a voice. I think we talked to Cargamel before. I don't think so. This sounds a lot more like the love vampire. What was the... Well, this is my voice now. Okay, that's sure. Gargalax, um, you are correct. Um, Gargalax is in labor now. 
I thought you were pregnant. I was, but I, um, what we do is on our, in our home world is that, um, the babies grow inside my body and Uh then when it gets to time to deliver them, like right before, um, I, we transport it to the father, um, and, uh, he, he, uh, he, he gives birth. It's probably a good thing Quibi doesn't exist anymore. So, um, just a just a reference, uh, Gargamel is a very tall. It's a tall, dark entity with a doll's face and long okay. hair. Sure. Um, yeah. So just picture that as this per this person talks to you. Okay. So I hear that Gargalax shares our forbidden games with you. <laughs> Why are they forbidden? Gargalax isn't supposed to share the games. He knows that. That's why oh. I I loaded 15 more kids into him. Oh, I hate that. Why are these games forbidden? Because if you play all the games, you're cursed. Okay. Cursed. You have the Quibi well, curse. I'll tell you what. I now hereby promise never to play Madison's Liquids again just so I can avoid the curse. You've already played it once. Too late. Oh, I see. Okay. It's a... Uh, it's it's a it's a, like a checkbox system. If you play one, gotcha. you, sure. like you that know, makes sense. yeah. So if you play our forbidden games, hmm. you're 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 destined to get the Quibi curse. What's the Quibi curse? The Quibi curse is um, every um, every day of your life only lasts five minutes. <laughs> oh God! I also have seen just another Christmas. Yes. Um, so you only can fit five minutes. Uh, you have to fit a whole day's worth of uh, effort into five minutes. But I'm here to give you one of the games still, since you're so insistent on playing them. Uh-huh, yeah. I'm definitely just very insistent I on I see playing. the look on your face. You want to play the games. You want to curse yourself. Oh, all right. What's the game that we're playing this time? If I'm cursed and if I'm just, if daddy's so hungry for those games, what's what's the game daddy this time? Daddy is hungry for the cursed games. No, daddy's hungry. Daddy hungry hung. for these games. Daddy's hungry. It's <laughs> my karate gi with a very long penis. I heard you all are doing the fifth element today. Mm-hmm. So I thought I would bring out one of the old, old forbidden games. Okay. It's called, is this an element? Okay. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm not going to play. And that way I can avoid the curse. Nope. Nope. You're here already. No, that's fine. I'll just, um, I'll just wait. Nope. Nope. The door is locked behind you. I'm sorry. Um, that's fine. I'll just wait for it to open. Once you know, the only way it opens is that you have to play the game. I bought a subtle knife from the Golden Compass Foods, and I cut my way into an alternate reality. Ian Home Polar Bear comes out and eats the knife and then closes that's, the gate. That's not who played the polar bear. Yes, it is. Oh, sorry. It is Ian McKellen. <laughs> yeah, Ian McKellen go. Polar Bear. And the, the other guy. <laughs> anyway, here's the game. <laughs> Here's the game because uh-huh. it is 20 minutes probably at this point. Yep, just That's rounding fine. about. I'm going to name two elements. You have to tell me which one is a real element, okay. is the real element. The mm. other one I made up. Gotcha. But this is one of our old, back in the day, the carnival uh, a bit. The 20 carnival, minutes, uh, Cargalax. Yeah. Back in the day, the carnival was the education it was, it was called it was an edutainment carnival. So this gotcha. is actually an educational game. One of the okay. old ones. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody likes the educational games anymore. It's all about thrill and liquids. Oh, the first one. So let us begin. Okay. God. <laughs> it feels kind of weird when you get on my case, Cargalax, when I'm doing bullshit about how much time we're spending. And my name then... is Gar- Cargamel. My name is Cargamel. Well, whatever. All right. Question number one, which one of these is an element? Mm-hmm. Americium or Jackosium? Americium. Is that your final answer? Yes. Ding, ding, ding. You are correct. Americium is a silvery white synthetic metal. It slowly tarnishes in dry air, but is resistant to alkalis. Its melting point is 994 degrees Celsius. Mm-hmm. Its common uses 
are in some smoke detectors as portable gamma ray source and radiology and to help create flat glass its atomic number is 95 nice next one which one of these is a real element mm-hmm. Talisium or rhodium rhodium final answer correct Rhodium, together with ruthium, palladium, osmium, iridium, and platinum, form a group of elements known as the Jackson 5. The platinum group metals. Its common uses are used in conjunction with the other platinum metals. These alloys are used in furnace windings, pen nibs, phonograph needles, high temperature Mm -hmm. thermocouples, and resistance wires. Its melting point is 1,970 degrees Celsius. Its atomic number is 45. Last one. Mm-hmm. Which one of these is an mm-hmm. element for the queen sweep? Yitteron or Rowentengium? Hmm. Rowentengium. Final answer. We have a queen sweep here, ladies and everyone. deafening silence fills the room (laughs) ladies and everyone is a great expression from its position in the periodic table in group 11 below gold this element should have physical properties of a noble metal and or it long enough lived it should be possible to make a compound of it although like gold it might be reluctant to form them its appearance is unknown probably it's yellow or orange metallic like gold rotogenium does not have any known applications and little is known about it its melting point is unknown <laughs> its atomic number okay. is 111 somebody just was like we need another element by 5 p.m because <laughs> yeah 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 i think that this uh when the big bang happened god was like oh let's do let's do i don't know like I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna say three uh, phonemes uh, real quick. You, um, George, you and me go back forth. Ro, ting, ninium. Ninium. Who's George? George is God's uncle. Okay, <laughs> Uncle George, of course. Uncle George, yes. The Book of Uncle George, famously removed from the Bible in many states. Uncle George invented black holes. <laughs> He liked how they looked like a butt hole. All right, I've got to go away now. I got a, okay. I got a, pre- I got a pregnant, uh, a pregnant husband about to release thirty kids or something like that. He's like fifteen. It's between fifteen and nineteen. Bye. Bye. See you, Cargalax. Cargamel. Cargamel. It's Cargamel. I just want to say I am getting. A lot of rude treatment from the carnival in the last few times. I was told that I was cursed and then locked in a room and forbidden to leave until I played a game that would further curse me. Yeah, I never go in that thing with you. I don't know why you go to the carnival every oh, single time. Oh, that's optional? Okay, cool. Good to know. I mean, you always seem to be drawn in. Like, you yourself are like, like it has some sort of pull over you. But, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Like, it, it, it's, it's it, I mean, we'll see next episode if it happens again. Yeah, next time um, I just won't answer the call of what's that? What's that? I just want to answer and then I don't have to play the games. I think once I think so, at some point in um in uh when you do reviews uh, mm-hmm. and you weren't as pulled in today is you say some sort of secret incantation at the end of, course. of okay. at the end at the end of um um what's your bit called uh, uh, the tomato patch? I forgot saying end of review three times in a row. Mm-hmm. summons the ghost carnival a, of cursed yes. quibi games of course okay yeah, yes yes okay that makes yeah. sense that actually tracks a lot <laughs> <laughs> but anyway for our 150th episode uh, yeah. 150th movie do you have um, any ideas for this um not really um i think the uh there's something to like I, I really like that we said like the six element last time, or mm-hmm. like, like we could go deeper into some of the lore of that was established. Even though I think that's against mm-hmm. the tone of the movie, like because because it just is like to like introduce new things. It's just like okay, yeah, that exists too. Mm-hmm. Sure, 
You um, mean it would be against the tone of the movie that spent 10 full minutes in Egypt 1914 just lore dumping. Yeah. It would be against the tone of that to establish more lore. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But didn't, didn't you just get to leave that scene with more questions, though? It's just like, who are they? Why do they have the key? Like, how does that how does that finger key work? Finger like, key that doesn't show up until the last 40 minutes of the movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's fine. Um, why do they look like big bulls? Who knows? <laughs> why do they never, um, almost never show up again? There's That guy was locked in that room, and he's gone when they come back. Yeah, exactly. I think there's probably a skeleton or something. I don't know. Because it is like a long time ago. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, like maybe something with that, like um, like building on something like maybe the dark entity thing, the the meteor that's coming to or the the dark, the dark world is uh, coming Thor the dark like, world. <laughs> Yeah, coming. exactly. Yeah, um, like it's coming again. Or we could do something like really ridiculous and do like the hundred and fiftieth element, like we we talked about. I have a ridiculous idea. Yeah, um, the hundred fiftieth element was one that I wrote down, and I wrote down the sixth element. And then I was thinking about it. There's another Bruce Willis movie with a very similar title to the Sixth Element, and that's the Sixth Sense. Oh, geez. What if the Sixth Element? is death and it's the ghost of corbin dallas sometime in the future working (laughs) with somebody to do something let's do looper with corbin dallas (laughs) not looper um um, that's what it's called right yeah it is yeah Mm -hmm. um that'd be fun yeah so the sixth element is death because the it's kind of like you know, people talk about there's like there's six senses, right? There is six senses. Like, um, well, there's five. The idea was the sixth sense was he could perceive ghosts. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the idea that there is like another thing, like the absence of element, is an element mm-hmm. itself. It is. It is the mm-hmm. last element, like the destruction or like everything. All elements after they die become this thing. Mm-hmm. That is the sixth element. I like this a lot. Um, so, because we have to tie in like Lilu's like whole thing, right? Like mm-hmm. to um, we open on Egypt, nineteen fifteen, and Luke Perry is oh. still there, and he's like, "Wow, what's this other second wall that he didn't dis- that we didn't discover before?" And it's just a yeah. very large tableau about death, the sixth element. What if Luke Perry is in this, and his character gets like like he found the like. He he found just the secret to eternal life or something, or he becomes the arbiter of death. Like it, like it infects him or something, and he's actually lived for like hundreds and hundreds of years, right? Interesting. Um, we could do Luke Perry as the villain, the ghost sitter, because like there's a whole thing where the alien showed up, killed his friend and mentor and then flew away and he's like freaking the fuck out well now he just knows this stuff right now he just knows about this like Mm -hmm. right and so he could like maybe he studied under that monk or the priest or whatever the idea Mm -hmm. like oh now you know all these secrets you will train you to be my successor or whatever Mm -hmm. and then he went rogue Oh yeah, like maybe he's like in a famous like apostate or something like that, right? Like mm-hmm. or like in like, oh, it's like a heretic, like yeah. He trained under them to learn, like the idea of like yes, I'll learn, I'll train under you to become the new priest. But in secret, he was like, no, I'm going to learn all of these secrets so I can exact my revenge, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah. So, what if we make the movie that there is some sort of like cataclysm that happens that um because this entity comes into a place and takes something that will lead them to the home world of the mole men right um and um the mole men are the oldest entities of the universe right like mm-hmm. um i think that's like the idea of the them sure. like they, they they've existed for a very long time more than longer than any other like r- race of people uh-huh. um and 
he is trying to destroy them um, for whatever reason. And it is Corbin Dallas and Lilu and uh, Ian Holm team up again to be like, oh, we got to go stop them, right? There is something here we can use maybe for the like inciting incident of how um, Luke Perry's character, whose name I don't remember, gets like affiliated with the sixth element or whatever. July of 1914 is the start of World War One. Truth. Yeah. And like trench warfare, all of that, like he could have been drafted or like been pulled into the fight of World War One and in the battlefields of that, like based with his knowledge of stuff, maybe he like actually went to the war to be around that much death to try to chain all the sixth element or to like or distill like, it into like a stone or something mm-hmm. like we could have a scene at the Ooh. beginning where um, after he finds, like, after he researches stuff and, like, he finds some sort of, like, stone or, like, He makes old, one of those, like, old. pillars, like the little, like the, the like, the whatever, the stones that they use, the four elemental stones. He crafts one of those. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, or, like, I was thinking, like, he had he had some sort of pendant or like elixir like old elixir mm-hmm. and he he finds that and then he um like death talks to me he's like if you take me or something you will um you will defy life um but you'll be my servant forever after that um and he takes it and keeps it with him but he never uses it and then he gets to world war one and he's like on the front lines and he's about to die and he knows he's about to die and he takes it thus he Mm. becomes the arbiter of death then um and then he could craft a stone maybe um like that that was my like sure sure i think my only thought would be or he could always have a stone on him I guess my only thought is I started our timer, by the way, um, mm-hmm. it would be weird to me if the avatar of death is like death is like, hello, I want you to be my avatar. Here's a way to never die. Like, it just seems weird. Like, like almost like he has to die and then be like reborn as an avatar yeah. or something like that. Like maybe not immor- like he dies and then becomes undead or something like that. Like, um, or, I don't know, it, just, it, I, it would just seem odd to me, but go ahead. Yeah. I, I like the this, like, sort of theme that, like, death bides its time, right? You know, mm. like, so it, it's, like, just waiting. Like, it's just waiting for its moment to, like, like strike or whatever. Or, like, it's, like, it's it's sort of, like, the, uh, excuse me for quoting the the Thanos quote or whatever, but it's, like, I am inevitable, you know? Like, I am, I, I am I'm forever. You can wait and wait and try to outrun me, but I'm always going to find you like sort of thing. What if we, instead of treating death, like a mastermind, it is like an animal. It's like fire where Mm -hmm. out of control, it will burn everything. And the quote that I'm thinking of is death waits for no man. So maybe Luke Perry has to find a way to get around that. by like, I'm no longer a man like i'm a lich or something like the idea of like i'm cheating death by technically not being under its thrall like i have stepped sideways from death so it can't get to me and i'm trying now to control it to like channel this Mm. this like tidal wave that is death what if um what if like to give a dichotomy of and like something Mm -hmm. to go after and like something that he is trying to go after Mm -hmm. um Maybe the mole aliens are somewhere in the universe. There's the seventh element. <laughs> and it is life. Right? You know, like like uh-huh. or like um we just keep adding elements, basically. Yeah. Or like or like it's not even like life, it is just beginning or something like that. Or it's like it's not life. Sure. Or it's, Rebirth. Yeah. Like life is the product of the elements combining together, right? But this mm-hmm. is not this is this per this like I'm what comes after that happens. What comes mm-hmm. before all the other things? Like before life, that is what the moment or somewhere like it's not even like it's catalyst. It is it is the un- unmoving force of the universe that like moves thing in motion to be it's basically god right or it's basically like it is whatever the big bang was right you know yeah 
like the idea of something has to end for it to be reborn. So it could yeah. be the idea of like this, the six elements are supposed to exist in like a harmony of, yes, like eventually destruction is going to happen, but that means that like a new new life can start or can grow from yeah. the the ashes. But the Mondashan, whatever, the Molmen aliens, like the, actually the, the cloud monster of darkness is mm. like a natural thing that's supposed to happen. It's like yeah. every 5,000 years, it's supposed to wipe out everything. And so we started with they found the way around it. And so that's why death is now this mm. like tidal wave, like this like pent up behind the dam of like, it's supposed to have been out thousands and thousands of years ago. But by using the fifth element, it's just been building up behind this dam, building and building and building. And maybe Luke Perry figures out like he needs to like free the dam and that's going to kill everyone in the universe because we need a threat that they can't just be like Lilu do the thing again. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be a different version of the threat of like, this can't just be stopped with love. Like this mm-hmm. is, this is death. Like you can't yeah. stop death with love. I have this weird image and like, tell me if this makes sense of like mm-hmm. in the circle, the, the, uh, the four, the the four elements uh, or like the six element like the mm-hmm. the four elements revolve around lilu right mm-hmm. but on like and in the center is lilu the fifth element right mm-hmm. but on the outside there are these two pillars right you know like that they mm-hmm. always like it's like they, those are the things that give them their gravity or like or like are mm-hmm. pushing against them to make like the circle smaller and smaller right and mm-hmm. Um, one of those pillars is death and then the other one is this other thing, right? Like I like that. I'm thinking we have the four elements are on the outside with her in the middle and then sort of like on pick a side like of the of that square and on one end is the pillar with death and then the other end's like an empty pillar and hmm. when it activates everything kind of comes together and then the death shoots through the center through her hmm. to the empty pillar to create rebirth. There we go. There we go. Love um, it. And Love so it. I guess, are we ending the universe in the sixth element? Because it sounds kind of maybe like that's, that's what we're building to. Maybe that's the goal or something. Like maybe that's like the, the idea. Um, you know, you know, you know what we should do now that I think about it is like, yeah, it's like this thing has been prolonged for so long. It, the death of the uh-huh. universe is supposed to happen. What if on Earth or whatever, there are these things called like cataclysm or like chaos events and they they sure. they mm-hmm. take place and they're beasts mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And these they're supposed to fi- there's these figures that are supposed to fight them, but they decide not to. And then they separate. They live their own lives and they come back together. Uh, Selma Hayek's there. Um, so is. Sure. Um, so is I, uh, so is uh, Camus Nanjiani. Yeah, I am. Um, I thought the joke you were going for was talking about chaos and how that's been distilled into these like gems, like emeralds, you might say. Um, oh, okay, okay. The joke I was gonna make was that at the end of the movie, there's like nothingness and there's the rebirth, like stone, and then Stanley walks out and goes, "Interesting," <laughs> like and picks it up. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It turns out this the the third element is the universe that happened before the ECU. Hmm. Uh, that's funny. Um, <laughs> one thing, like I think, I think the movie is them going to stop luke perry from right bringing, i mean bringing down and then they do right like you know just like sure. it's just like it's like oh yeah this is the natural flow of the universe like or this is the natural way of things of like this eventually just happens it's it's what is supposed to happen even like the mole men are just like this is inevitable we just keep running and running but like it's built up so long like we can't prevent it anymore and then but like maybe lilu and corbin or like lilu is like no fuck that like there are plenty of things that don't make sense like and we keep fighting mm-hmm. against it that's what love and like pride and like that's what all these other things are like right. um and it's just like oh just because things are the order of the universe doesn't mean we can't like change the order right I have a couple thoughts for that. I think one, yeah. I like the idea of the moment being like, look, it's going to break if it's today, tomorrow, 
5,000 mm-hmm. years, 10,000 years, 100,000 years, eventually that dam's going to break. And the idea of just like, especially from the fact that he, Corbin Dallas is just like a fucking cab driver in New York, of being like, man, I live in he's New York. He's also like ex-military. He's like ex, oh, sure. ex like the, spec, right. spec ops. But I mean, he, he's fucking John McClane. They yeah. threw that in there to explain why he knows space guns, but the dude's just John McClane. Yeah. Um, but the idea of being like, man, I'm from New York. Like, that city shouldn't exist. But we just keep fucking building it. Like, the human spirit of like, yeah, of course. It, maybe it's going to happen. That doesn't mean we shouldn't fight. Like, yeah. until it happens and we're gone, we should fight it. I think, uh, to quote Nick Fury from the Avengers, until the world stops, we should uh, continue to act as though it intends to spin on. The idea yeah. of just like, until we are literally dead, we should always be fighting it. Yeah, and I think that that's like the maybe a message for the movie of like even until literally it's too late until you are fucking dead, don't just give up. Yeah, maybe maybe what they do is like like maybe the thing that they do at mm-hmm. the end. I think we're really broad strokes in the movie because I don't know what happens during it. Like, but like, but like my my idea is for what happened. Just like the the mole men are just like um the uh, the dam's gonna break eventually and just like well build a bigger dam right you know or something like that yeah and like they use legally and her power and the the power of the fifth elements and then like maybe like another element or like or something else like to like build a bigger dam to like keep this thing at bay for like another thousand years or something like that honestly what i what my pitch would be because I really feel like for this movie, it almost can't be Lilu's power. Because again, sure. like love can't overcome death in like the real and like myths and stuff. Mm-hmm. It can, yeah. But generally speaking, you can't love somebody who's dying back to not dying. So I kind of yeah. like the idea that she's also uh, not to no pun intended out of her element because like it's not a thing that she can just kiss Bruce Willis and then blast to hell. Mike, Ty- Mike in the future when after Mike's after after past Mike says that just mm-hmm. just in, uh, just uh, put in a little like future Mike you're definitely going to be white knuckling this one don't worry about it hey hey future Mike you're doing great um, I oh, love yeah, you, you and and you're yeah. you're 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 um you're 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 killing it you're killing it yeah. I don't know for future Mike. I also think that it was more. I just I know what's going to happen. You're going to be editing this on Sunday in one go, so you're probably not going to want to go back and do all the fancy shit. Yeah, what's something else you want to tell future Mike? <laughs> let's let's do this right now. We've done enough no, for the movie. No, we've got no movie. We've done hey, little you, for the movie. Can you tell future Mike that you love him? Hey, future Mike, I love you. There we go. None of this is making the cut. Um, <laughs> I like the idea because of the whole like, man, I'm from New York. Like it's a city that is literally trying to kill us every day and we still get up and we get in a cab and we drive around. So I like the idea of just pure stupid human stubbornness saving the day. Yeah. Like, like, okay, cool. I called like a hundred guys I know in Brooklyn and they called a hundred guys in Harlem. They called a hundred guys in Manhattan and just humans showing with spaceships with like hammers and steel beams. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll build a bigger dam. Like, or so I, I'm, I'm simplifying the idea, but just this, like I, I we've three we're three years into a pandemic. I'm under no delusions that the humans will rally to stop themselves from dying in any meaningful way. I think mm. for this movie, the idea of just like telling a bunch of people, Hey, by the way, you're going to die. And there's nothing you can do about it. And they're like, Hey, fuck you. Like, and like showing up to stop that. Yeah, I yeah. think is kind of a fun take for this movie. Yeah. That, that's, that, that's pretty fun. Like, I like this idea. Like, so to give, to give it more, like the moment I think live, um, I think there's not that many of them, right? And I think it's sort of like I think like Game of Thrones is like like I like I've mentioned before, I've never really seen it, but the wall, mm-hmm. right? They live yes, at the wall. To they okay, live at the they, they they live at the dam. That's where they live. They maintain mm-hmm. it. There's a few people that are out and about and they like like try to like maybe they have spaceships and stuff, but like I think the majority of their race is out like maintaining the dam trying to prevent it even like at it like 
I didn't think it was an actual dam when we talked about it before, but I think it is an sure. actual like, yeah, like sort it. of it can like, also be like space laser grid that builds like sure. it's whatever. But yeah, um, it is something you can actually physical. like see that you can see like the 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 shield of the grid bending mm-hmm. right, and like I think maybe it's like this is the longest that we think that the universe has lasted before this has happened we could, because because like, of just our technology that we've had right i um i don't care um i think that we tie in luke perry here he does something that like critically damages the the dam the defensory whatever mm. and the the woman when like lilo and corbett show up, they're like look we always knew eventually it was gonna give out like we you know we were gonna go as long as we could 100,000 years a million years whatever but like the things thing was gonna break eventually so like we did some estimates we like we projected some projections and i just we don't think there's a way to fix it and so we're probably Mm. just gonna go ahead and call it on this one on this universe and see what happens in the next time maybe they transcend universes the moment so Maybe. they're like, I, like they'll survive. The I think they specifically will survive, which gives them this sort of apathy of like, hey, we tried. We got the farthest we've ever gotten before. Like next time, I bet we could double it. I bet we could go for whatever. Go ahead. Yeah. There's there's something to like, um, I don't know, because like uh, I, I like the idea that maybe they ha- they aren't an internal race. It's just that they mm-hmm. eventually discovered this or like be- became aware of it. I like the idea that they are the oldest race in the galaxy. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like a Mass Effect thing, right? You know, mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, all these different aliens exist, but like, um, in like, there's like, um, and humans are the newest race to join sure. the collective of of the the like council of of them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, even though that the the universe is thousands and millions of years old, like. So that this is like the last remaining race from like the old times, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I, I don't have like a huge strong feeling about it, but like, I I'm like the idea that, that like, I don't either. Like, it's like that. Oh yeah, they are a race of people that like eventually became the um, the um, the shield barons of the world, right? Okay. So like then... of of the universe to protect it um from the the big death so then maybe um the whole thing is they're just like hey you know what we talked about him we've lived long enough and carbon's like mm-hmm. yeah we haven't like we're yeah, yeah. making this decision for everybody because you've just decided that it's time yeah and yeah. like so I, I don't know like i feel like all we need to maybe go ahead you guys need to have an idea well i also think like not only is like maybe it's just like oh we're done right like mm-hmm. i think it's more just like our race is dying there's we're, we're mm. we built the dam millions of years ago but like there's just not enough of us left to maintain it right you know like and honestly the, we're delaying the I, I do think it is like a we're delaying the inevitable thing mm-hmm. kind of thing like in 300 years two of our people have died which is like unheard of like that's like 60 percent. that's 60 percent. <laughs> um um, but maybe you could do like maybe maybe they become infertile or something. Maybe like the sure. shield makes them infertile or something oh, like that. Oh boy. Um, um I don't know. Like I'm, anyway. I'm 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 cool with like just piling on more and more like um I mean yeah, just giving them a genophage. Yeah. Mass um, effect. What is it that Luke Perry does? Yeah. Cuz I feel like and then what is the like what is stopping Corbin and Lilu and some other people from just like flipping a switch and the dam is fixed? Like, mm-hmm. I guess the what's the sort of when I say premise of the movie, what is the hurdle that they're overcoming and getting this corrected? Mm-hmm. Maybe we need to create something that is like, um, like because it is like sci fi bullshit, right? Like, we can mm-hmm. say whatever we want, but like to say something like to add like some more lore of like Luke Perry comes to the wall um, at the beginning of the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and his, let's, let's give Luke Perry's character a name real fast. Um, Let me look. The, real, I think I have the, I think I have it actually. And it ties everything okay. together. I was going to say um, like, I think he does infect it or something, or he like causes it to go like cataclysmic. And 
um, maybe because, and maybe, um, at the very beginning of the movie, there's like a cataclysm or like some sort of event, um, in New York, in like the United Nations with the, with the president, um, (laughs) where, um, Luke Perry's character becomes Billy, like Billy, Billy, Mm -hmm. Billy. Okay. That's the name from the first movie. Got it. Where Billy, um, where where Billy gets some information and they actually know where this wall is or they know like where like they have like evidence of it and then he goes there and like causes like some sort of infection or virus to go in because he is the avatar of death right um on this side um and maybe he has a cult like maybe there's maybe he has like a cult to him like and that like yeah he has followers him. and <laughs> You have some, you know, he has some putty people, you know. I have an idea, yeah, that I'm I'm excited about. We still have to explain how that mole man suit of armor wasn't in the chamber. Billy yeah. puts it on, goes mm. to the homeworld, and just starts fucking killing the mole man mm. people. That much of a buildup near the dam weakens it. Or he can use it to weaken the dam. That's how he gets in. And that's how they are also like, look, he took out like 75% of our people. We're just going to fold on this one. We've lived long enough. We're probably pretty good. Okay. I have an added thing to this. Yeah, go for it. So, because my my issue with that, my issue with that was Mm -hmm. like, okay, so like, it's been hundreds and hundreds of years, right? Mm -hmm. Since he would have been on that side of the wall and like, you know, but what, what if, um, um, he causes uh, to add like another sci-fi game into it. He adds like um, the heretics, right? Like to the moment, like he 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 becomes one of the moment, and he I starts see. a a heresy within them, and then those people are part of his cult. And there's these two warring sure. factions of the moment led by Billy, um, who's in this mole suit, or eventually, or maybe he just becomes like a Messiah figure or something like that, or, or like. Like, because obviously, like, if there if there are these mole men that are taking care of this dam for millions of years, some of them probably are just like, "This sucks. Why are we doing this? Like, why? Like, this is my destiny. This is my to take care of this dam. Like, why don't I just let the universe end? Or like, like, or maybe maybe death promises them safe harbor after the ending, and then they can create the new seeds of the next universe, right? I am um, um, the known as the here, architects. Here's the Proteans. Here's my Proteans. pitch. Um, is that we when the movie starts, we just assume it's like a, a traitor mole man and his group of heretics, and they like do a coup at the dam essentially and mm-hmm. take it over. And so the idea is like, yeah, they're holding some people hostage. We need you, Corbin. We need you to go in and free those hostages because you're Mister Military. And throughout yeah. the movie. Like at the end, he like takes off the suit and reveals that it's Billy. And Cor's like, "Who the fuck is this guy now?" And then Billy can be like, "I was there, nineteen fourteen, et cetera, et cetera." And he can do his whole backstory about how he was like, "And I like I watched these aliens kill my mentor, and then death spoke to me, and I realized he was right. It's time just this whole universe. It's just time to give it up, and it's a wash. Start over, like the yeah. cleansing fire, et cetera, like." His whole thing isn't even like ideology. It's more of just like, yeah, I agree. We fucked up. It's time to clear the board and try again. So it's not even yeah. like we will have a new place in the new world. It's more of just like we're done. We should all be done. Time to start again and see what's next. Yeah. And that could be because I don't know I like a, a villain with an idea like that where there's not really a rational way of being like, but Billy, he's lying to you. It's like, oh, I know I'm not going to live like I don't intend to live to see the new world that's how badly i believe that we have fucked up yeah yeah we all should like mm-hmm. yeah they're like a zealot like he's kind of like a zealot or of like or like maybe he himself maybe he leads with like zeb as a zealot but like maybe he himself is just like this needs to end look at the fucking universe right oh yeah like, there's a he's lot like of very, show and he, what he's saying but it is yeah. very much he's just tired and mad and he's ready for the world to be over yeah, yeah he's he's a nihilist basically i also like, think like, maybe yeah I, yeah definitely a nihilist i think maybe his um his followers don't know he's not a mole man 
until he <laughs> yeah, steps out of the suit. That's where at the end where they kind of get the leverage to save the day to some extent is the moment being like, wait, you lied to it. Like, you're not a mole man. We're not going to fucking follow you anymore or whatever. Like, <laughs> We only liked you when you were a mole man, man. Well, it's also the idea, uh, like, if he lied to you about this, what else did he lie to you about? Sure, sure. Like, yeah. maybe he told his followers that death was, like, promised them a place in the new world or something like that. Yeah. But, and maybe that's, like, maybe, like, Corbin or Leo or um, Ian Home Priest or um, or uh, um, mm-hmm. Morty, Morty Priest, basically. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, man. Oh, jeez, um, Ian. Oh, jeez, Ian. Uh, oh, jeez, father. Oh, we do have a pickle Ian Holm plot yes. in this movie where he turns himself into a pickle. Oh, yeah. And it lasts 30 minutes. Yeah. Hey, um, fans, go to a McDonald's and yell at them for not having the sauce you want because that's Jesus. Cool. Yeah. God, people suck. Uh, <laughs> or um, So, um, yeah, so that all happens. Um, and I, yeah, I, what if like Ian Holm is like record they get a recording of him like giving his like bad guy speech to like after he's mm-hmm. like captured them or like i think he has powers or something or like sure yeah he can have like, something he has something like um death beams sure sure an aged fist an aged fist yeah he punches you <laughs> and you age a hundred years it's just an old hand uh <laughs> actually ew, sorry. don't touch me with that uh, <laughs> a fist fight between him and Bruce Willis where every time he punches Bruce Willis he ages 10 years would be extremely good that's pretty good yeah I like that like I do like the idea that like he has some sort of like because magic doesn't really exist you know like it's more like it's sort of like a cosmic thing like you know okay. like or I mean, like it's essentially magic but yeah yeah I don't know like I don't think like because Lilu is like <laughs> god like or she breathed more like on god a stone magic. and it became magical so i kind of that's true yeah yeah i don't know like to me like there's a difference between magic and like cosmic like cosmic like theology sure. I mean, or whatever tomato, like, tomato. I don't know. sure yeah I, I i i'm splitting the finest hairs here i know but like um but yeah like maybe he does have some sort of like, like an entropy hand or something yeah yeah or something like that or he's able to like maybe like manipulate people or like or like infect people with this disease or like i don't know like to me like the idea that he can infect people and he's basically like drax from from osmosis jones or something like that like that he can um like make make people like convince maybe that's how he's very cunning and convinces the moment like because he has some sort of power over them but mm-hmm. i don't know like he has powers and shit but you get it mm-hmm. i'm like we can do the infection thing i'm going like he also has the hand that makes people old because yeah. one just like grabbing somebody by the face and watching them age and turn to dust is like a really cool effect i was like and then of course the idea of him in a fist fight with bruce willis where every time bruce gets punched he ages like a few years yeah, it's yeah. just very fun like as a fight scene to me um what if it's like a temporary thing though like like it's like it's yeah, like, fine and he, like it's undone and he's like, yeah it's kind of like a hindrance thing of just like it, it i'm like oh you've aged my leg a hundred years i can't walk now and then like but it wears off eventually or something yeah the like, idea of like modern like back in the 1920s and 30s or even the early 2000s this was like a big deal but this is like 20 what 2200 they have medicine that will cure that it's fine oh i was just thinking it was like magic it was just temporary magic or something like sure. that like you know like i don't know it doesn't matter but you know like Blah blah blah. They stop him. Um, they build the bigger dam with the New Yorkers and a bunch of taxi cabs and like pickup trucks, spaceships show up with like steel beams and stuff. And uh, afterwards, John C. Riley hugs his alien wife, and uh, the movie ends. <laughs> that no, that's canon. That does happen. John C. Riley is not in this movie at all until the very <laughs> end of the movie, where we just have a scene of him hugging his alien wife, and that's yeah. it. That's his only appearance <laughs> in the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have three. Well, sorry, we have two minutes left. How is Chris Tucker in this movie? Mm. Maybe like uh, maybe they are like uh, um, maybe <clears throat> they're sort of like 
always like maybe Ruby Rod's like career has like sort of like never never like hit the peak that it was by the in the first movie and so it's kind of on mm-hmm. downhill so like uh Ruby Rod's become a uh like some sort of like TMZ sort of reporter or like getting like the scoop on like drama going on in the universe and so when he when uh when Ruby and his team like find out about this they're like a sort of um news news van that is always chasing down and like like sort of trying to get the scoop on like what's God. going on um and that's how they kind of get involved in it um and but like effectively like ruby rod is not effective in helping in this it's more just like they're there like reporting on what's happening to the universe because the universe has to know right yeah, sort my pitch thing. would be something similar, although they use Ruby's the one maybe who gets the like recording out. Like maybe yeah. Ian Holm isn't recording the the speech. Uh that Ruby makes Rod sense. is and broadcasting it. And then it's also the one where Corbin's like, Look, we're gonna go try to like do this. We need you to rally people. Like we need you to get yeah. people like yeah. on the phone. Not on the phone. Get them in their ships and on their way here so we can like to fix this dam. Like you need my to God. Okay. Mm-hmm. God did you ever watch Dragon Ball Z? Because like, as no. soon as like we, we've established okay. this, this is yeah, yeah, factual yeah, canon that I've never is, watched it. Okay, so there's this whole thing called the Spirit Bomb um, <clears throat> mm-hmm. that in the Boo Saga. This is like okay, we're we're wasting the rest of our time for me to explain yeah. this. Oh, I don't, um, I we, I don't want that though. But but it doesn't matter because like so in the end of the Boo Saga, Goku defeats Ma- Majin Boo by creating a huge spirit bomb that everyone in the universe offers a little bit of energy towards mm-hmm. the spirit bomb. Mm-hmm. And Goku is like, nobody's listening to me. I'm talking. He's talking to the entire universe. And mm-hmm. um, so he gets this guy called Hercule, who is like a um, fake sort of told like, about Hercule before, I think. Yeah. Uh, he's like a guy who's always taking credit for the, what the people yes. in Dragon Ball Z have mm-hmm. done and everybody loves him. So he gets Hercule to yell at the universe, be like, everybody give some of your energy right now to so we can defeat Majin Buu so we can save the universe. Like, and then, oh, it's like, oh, like nobody's going to listen to uh, Corbin Dallas. Like when, like he said, he calls up mm-hmm. on the radio, but everyone's going to listen to Ruby Rod when he come when he says like, hey, everybody out there, like you need to get your ass uh, to the fucking Zelta, the Zelta quadrant right now. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know, that's Canada's um, Zelta quadrant, the Zelta quadrant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So like, it's that it's that. Okay. And yeah, um, I love it. God. Well, uh, I'd ask what we call it, but I think we started with the title this time. The Sixth, the sixth element. element. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'd go with, but yeah. unless you have any other ideas. Uh, the Sixth Element, the importance of being... Uh, All right. Well, if we did it, that's credits on another episode of The Equalizers. Uh, Madison Jones, tell the people where they can find us. Uh, the people can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. Podbean and Google Play and everywhere else podcasts are found by searching the Equalizers podcast, including in a high school science classroom. Um, go to high school. Get permission <laughs> to be there. Get permission. <laughs> get good in there legally. <laughs> and go to. And go to the science classroom, to the where the periodic table is. Um, pull go it down, and then look behind it. And there's a um, be- <laughs> behind behind radon. Um, there's uh, in very tiny letters it says the Equalizers podcast with Madison Jones and Michael Knoll. Um, <laughs> oh, God. You can also get in contact with us at high school on Gmail. <laughs> At equalizers at gmail.com. We have an Instagram. It is the underscore equalizers. And as always, we spell it E-Q-U-E-L-I-Z-E-R-S like in high school. Hot, hot, hot. Uh, special thanks on our theme song, Two Step Strut and Go to the Banana Boys. You can find them online by searching the Banana Boys on Facebook and Twitter. They spell that B-O-Y-E-S like in oh yes. Oh yes. The full album is available on all streaming services now. 
Madison, what are we doing as we round the corner from 150 to 151? Hmm. I mean, I kind of chose this one this week a little bit. Like, sure. We we, we mutually well, agreed on it, but like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I told you whatever you wanted after Barbie Dolphin Magic. So yeah. Um. So I'm I'm up. I, I'll let you decide. Like, if there is there one you really want to do? I know you mentioned Casablanca. There's um. There's uh. We've always talked about Osmosis Jones. Is it, is, is there any ones that you just like, really want to get in before Era Four? Like that you think that could add to your pitch? Like even like in the minuscule right. I, way. I haven't. I haven't yeah. really honed in on a movie that I'm like I want this so I can have it in in the barrel. Yeah. Um, but even if it's just like for a small joke, right, or something like that, or like it's like I want to at least reference this, right? I don't know. Um, there's one that I have referenced as I've started writing the script, so we don't have to do it. Uh, let me check. We could do the remake two first. I mean, that would be where we it'd be like Gatsby, though. That's what those are the films mm. that we would be like Gatsby. Is a movie on here that you've never seen like that? You're like, I want to, I want there's a few, but you know what? Let's do something a little cheeky or no, let's save that. We're going to save that one for one fifty five. Boogie, boogie nights. A lot of cheeks in that one. Fuck it. Let's do boogie nights. You want to do boogie nights? Yeah, let's do boogie nights. I've never seen it. Okay. I, this is also, I think in my top 10 or top 20. So uh, I'll probably hate it then. Yeah, let's do it. All right, next time, tune in for Boogie Nights 2. Toogie Nights. Oh. Yep. Toogie Nights? Toogie Nights. Boogie Nights 2, colon, the other cheek. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so, for the equalizers. I'm Addison Jones. I'm Mike Noel. To be continued. First, take your favorite leg, and then you kick it up to your chest. Then you pump your open palms and then you really start breaking a sweat. That's all there is, that's really it. You barely even gotta move your butt. Come on, man, now follow my lead, or we'll do that two steps. Come on, dance with me.